temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50, Cottrell! From nowhere! Cottrell from 45, directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky test. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It's your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome. Good to see you, Zoot. Good to be back now, Bolt. We're about to have a chat with the great man, Paul Barbaza. He's joining us. This is the second installment of our mid-season review for season 2021. We did the first one uh, after six weeks. Yep. Now we've got the buy, so we'll do the main review and we'll do one again. Uh, in the second half of this season, but uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this mid-season review with Paul Barbaza. Baz, now, well, firstly, how have you been? We haven't spoken in a little while. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going okay with everything that's happening, but uh, I guess the, the footy club's under a bit of pressure, and that probably, you know, flows on to the supporters and members and everything, so I'd say a lot of us are probably feeling a bit um, frustrated and well, some are angry and some are just over it so some are saddened but yeah it comes to an it comes to a review and so what happens how long this review go for goes for and um, what comes of it it's it's really interesting just before we sort of get stuck into everything I want to hear your thoughts on the review do you I mean do you agree that there had to be a review do you think the right people have put in place I mean we know now who is it bold it's um, Matthew Pavlich um, Jeff Walsh and Graham yes uh, some other bloke um, Graham Rowe Graham Rowe yeah, yeah. so uh, look, Baz look. let us know your thoughts what what are you thinking um, about this all well I, I think I think it's it's a bit of a smart ploy on the club's behalf to kind of I wouldn't say deflect, but, you know, with the amount of pressure that comes on the club at four and eight and they've announced, you know, finals was going to be a, a goal of theirs this year, they know that finals is just about all but gone. So with the extreme pressure coming externally from media and other outlets, what, what do they do? You know, what do they do? How do we, how do we you know, calm the natives down? Well, let's just let, let's go for you know we're going to have a review at the end of the year, which they always do anyway. Most clubs do review everyone's position, but let's bring it forward and let's calm everyone down a little bit. Oh, right. So Carlton are going to do a review now, so that that'll fix all our all our issues. So you Look, think it's a smart ploy on the club's behalf to bring it forward? It sort of calms everyone down a little bit. Does it calm everyone down though? Sorry, does it? Oh, well. It, it shut us up because now that they're on the on the move, um, they basically said, you know, we're aware of um, where we're at. We're not happy. 
and we're going to review everyone's position at the club in the footy department sort of role. Does it calm everyone down? Um, well, their answer right now is, well, we're currently going, we're currently going under a, a review. So it's, it shuts us up a little bit until we see what comes of the review. Now, do they need it? Well, of course they need it. I mean, we're four and eight, for God's sakes. We're, we're travelling poorly in so many areas. So absolutely they need to you know, have a review. So, Baz, uh, you, you think this might be a bit of a move by the club to take the heat off themselves a little bit? Well, that's... In a way, yes. In a way, yes. Because had they have not announced the review, well, they would get scrutinised you know, so heavily week after week after week um, that it becomes like a, a boiling pot, really. So, so, mate, but, so do you think there's an element there of saying, well, we know there's, you know, obviously issues and we're not accepting it? Yeah, 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 that, that, yeah, well, that's, that's obviously true. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I just think with a review... It does probably take the heat off themselves a bit, but it's also just, it's an admission that, you know, and I know we know this already, but like everything is just, oh, I can't describe it any other way, but cooked. Like it's, yeah, well, you, you know, know like, in, in parts, it probably tells me that they know what some of the problems are, right? And, but they want this review to, to basically back them up in a way. Yeah, I know, I, I see that. So Baz... We're going to get stuck into things shortly. For those listening, we're going to kick it off all with a player review. So we're going to go through every player on our list. And I'm going to ask Bolt and Baz, and then I'll provide one myself, um, to give one line per player. Yeah. A headline... Yeah, I hope we're st- going from one down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We'll go from number one up. Um, and after that, we're going to sort of analyze where the club are at as a whole. <laughs> And uh, yeah, let's let's kick it off. So Baz. headline making. Headline making. So we'll go in the order of Baz, Bolt, and then myself. One line per player. Let's kick it off with Jack Silvani. Uh, unlucky, going okay, battles away. Um, yeah. Kick four seven from scores this year. That's down and tackles down from about career average of about three and a half down to two played seven of 12 that's about it yeah as in I was just going to go nice but injury ravaged mm. I was going to say yeah, yeah that's uh, true. My, my line was going to be needs a proper run at it because I mean at this point we we know that he's obviously quite a solid player but I feel like he's hard. only going to like reach what we need him to reach in a really good team though I you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, I think he's, a, I think he's, you know, I know had, he's a battler, but like, I think I he's had a pretty good season. Like he cons- has when he's he played. Has. Well, I'll, I'll give you a quick long one-liner. Uh, his career averages compared to his season average is pretty much right on par, apart mm. from yeah. tackles. Which yeah, is down. yeah. So uh, I've, I've got them all in front of me. I'm going to go through each play, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are. But we need. I thought we would. The club needs him, the team needs him to, apart from this, you know, he plays for the jumper, rah, rah, right? You also got to bring something to the table more than what he's bringing, in my opinion. So, if he's to hold his spot, he needs to improve. Okay. 
Let, let's move on. So number two, Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow, uh, yeah, uh, below average at the moment. Needs to lift. Taking a step back. Played seven or twelve. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> Is this going on the front page or the back page of the Herald Sun? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I was just going to say, at a crossroads. I, I'd very... I, yeah. I, I'll quickly... Mine was very similar. I'll just say... Needs to lift. Needs to lift. Oh, it's an understatement. Um, Be keen to read that article. Baz, give us Murph. Murph. New role, not soon in... Uh, pressure, pressure non-existent, tackles down, not enough scoreboard, disappointing. Mm. Uh, age against him, coming towards the end, played 10 or 12. Mine's literally just going to be um, farewell to a Carlson champion, really. I can't put it any other way. This is going to sound really weird. <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. I was just going to say a beautiful sunset. Because I, I, I think I think the oh, sun setting on his career, but you've, I, you've you've been in Bond Beach for too long, my friend. I, I, I think I think the sun is setting on his career, but I'm probably in the minority that I think he still offers us something. That was really cute, and oh, I said it's a bit cheesy. <laughs> Uh, I still think that he offers us something. I mean, it's not what we know, you know, the best that he can bring. But I, I'm I still absolutely love Murph, and I just can't find it in me to say many bad words about him. It's beautiful. Daz, <laughs> um, do you want to uh, kick us off with Lockie O'Brien now? Uh, hasn't struck a blow. One one game played this year, then dropped. One game played last year, then dropped um, in Struggle Street. I like it. Struggle Street. Mine is mine's so stiff because it's, it's dragging someone else into the headline here. But my headline for Lucky O'Brien is in trouble for your behind Cottrell. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Um, mine is going to be a long way back. Yeah, he is. I think, I think it's not over for him. But I, I would say, I would say, if Lockie O'Brien was to make it from here, it would be one of the great football stories. You know, he's he's struggled in his first. Is this his fourth or his fifth year? I think it's his fourth. Fourth. It's his fourth. fourth yeah. So he's struggled. He really has. If he was to turn his career around from here, I would say it would be a beautiful football story. Yeah, we, we, we need it. You're hitting the heartstrings today, Zoot. <laughs> well, I've thought about these. Um, number five, Petrovsky seaton Yeah, played out of the 12, below average season, gone backwards. Um, one one, one um, stat I want to bring up with him is he's a career average Tackles three point eight elite this season one point three below average. Mm. Well, that's where he's dropped off. Mm. My Petrovsky said in headline, Sayonara. Mine, yeah. <laughs> well, mine's similar. I, I, I was going to say one foot out the door. Yeah. Um, even though. That we have absolutely no idea what's happening within the four walls of the club. There's all these, you know, media whispers about him potentially, you know, he's out of contract about him potentially moving at the end of the year. Um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, we don't know what happens within the four walls of the club, so we don't 
We don't know exactly if that's true, but um, from where I can see it, he's out of contract. He probably has a bit of value on the table. I feel like he's got one foot out the door. Um, Baz, Zach Williams? Yeah, Zach Williams played 9 of 12. Injuries uh, this season versus career average are very similar. We thought we could lift that by playing him in the midfield. That didn't work. It's going okay. Going back to the backhand. Yeah, uh, mine's a bit similar. It's just slow start but rising. I was going to say, has turned out all right, but not what we wanted. Well, yeah, look, we're halfway into I his think first we're all season. In a similar vein, there, aren't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's very underwhelming. It's probably not. I, I was going to say it's, how it's, underwhelming. Yeah, it's not diabolical, but it's just underwhelming. Matthew Kennedy Bowers? Um, played three of twelve in a world of pain. He can't play midfield. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm such a savage today. I'm in that mood. Mine is delisted from the rookie list. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's, that, well that's, that, that to me looks well and truly on the cards. Yeah, it? for you sure. Three of twelve. And I, and 12, I, I, I think it cut nothing. And I think a couple of them were sub affected as well. Uh, well, that might be true too, actually. Yeah, I didn't even realise that. But yeah, yeah. probably right. I'm going to say 10 weeks to save his career. That's... Yeah, almost almost unsavable. Mm. Lucky Fogarty, Baz? Uh, interesting one. Uh, played 11 of 12. Uh, started well. Tapered off a little. In my opinion, unlucky to be dropped. Um, based on his numbers, he's actually tracking quite well. Um, not sure what position is his best and what position we actually play him in. Yeah. He is an interesting case study, Fogarty. Mine's just a handy recruit. I was going to say a shrewd pickup who's in it for the long run. His last month's been a bit It has down. been. Well, so, so was he dropped for the West so Coast game? I know, he wasn't dropped. Um, we know John O'Baruch has come on the show a few times and he said he was... Oh, in- he wasn't dropped. Well, he was managed, and apparently it was a genuine... But he was an emergency. Well, apparently he actually pulled up... He's been pulling up sore. So they didn't... They, you know, they would have waited for the buy, but he was sore and... Yeah, I've been pulling up sore from every Carlton game I go, and I go <laughs> the next week, so... Uh, look, I, I will... You know, if you want me to... Um, I've got um, comparisons from his career averages to season average, and I know we didn't play a lot at Geelong, but his season averages are in disposals elite, Kicks above average, handballs elite, marks average, tackles elite, uh, mm. goals below average, fantasy points elite. But, you know, I mean, to the eye, he's a player, but I, I just, I need, we need them to u- utilise him for the team the best way possible. Now, whether that's just small forward, tackling machine, or is it, around the periphery and in the middle. I'm not, you know, that's up to them to work out. Yeah, look, I I'm, I, I really like Lockie Fogarty. I think he's been a shrewd pickup, and I think um, you got to remember he's really young and he's never played, you know, 10 games in a row. So he's yep. played, you know, 10 games in a row. I think it's fair enough the last... Was 11. Sorry, 11. The last few weeks he's dropped off a little bit. You know, he's had now two weeks no, off. he's I, had a good year. I expect him to come back yeah. after the bye and really... Um, 
you know, reach those heights he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah, fair call, fair call. No real issues there. Um, and and you know, I'm glad you told me he wasn't omitted. I thought he was, and to know that he's been pulling up sore um, gives me even that more um, confidence that he's certainly a player going forward. Baz, the skip, Paddy Cripps, give us a give us a line. Uh, played twelve of twelve. He's banged up. He's banged up. Uh, is he having the influence on games? like he was in the past? Probably not. Uh, he seems to be 5% down in every category. Um, and perhaps his leadership has been questioned at times. So, um, yeah. Well, well, this is going to... I guess my headline now that I've just heard Baz's is going to be a bit of a rebuttal because mine is just lay off my captain. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's relax yeah. on Cripper. No, I'm only, I'm, look, I'm only, I go by what I see. No. And, I, and, and then sort of try to see whether the stats stack up or not. And he's just a little bit down in every area. No, and, he is. And that's probably reflective of the influence that he's having or not having on games of football. And, and I think you'd have to agree, you know, would he be in your top three in the BNF at the moment? Oh, I I doubt it. I think he probably... Uh, uh, yeah, well, Walsh and Weedering are the clear one and two. He'd be, he'd be maybe, close. Maybe Harry and... Like he, be, he certainly wouldn't be our top two, but I, he just doesn't look to be having the year that um, he's had in the past, that's all. I'll put it to you this way. He's definitely... I don't think anyone's denying he's down on his 2018-2019 form, but it's yep. just more... The thing that really pains me just generally speaking, is that he's... I, I feel like your top player is always the easy target because Cripps isn't having a bad year. I, I feel like... No, like, no, no, that's right. I mean, I'm looking at his stats in front of me and um, it's comparative, but it's just a... No, it is, it is a tough... It is really off. It's comparative, actually. But, but I'll ask you, to the eye, regardless of his stats, to the eye, to both of you, in the 12 games that he's played every game, in the 12 games that he's played to the eye, is he the Paddy Cripps that we've known and loved in years gone by? No, and I don't think anyone's like denying right. that. He's not at that level right. he was 24 months ago, but I still and think I he's at a level... I, where, I still think he's at a level where he's still, you know, a clearance beast. He's a contested possession beast. Like he, He's still playing really good footy. It's not at the level we probably want him at, but yeah. I just think there's bigger issues in that Carlson team than Paddy Cripps's form right now. Oh uh, yeah, oh for sure, for sure. He's not one I'm overly concerned about, but you can see that you know if if the side is down by that, I don't know five or ten percent, he he could be you know attributing to that five percent or a couple of percent. That's all. That's a fair call. My headline was just going to be hard done by. I think he's probably hard done by his own lofty standards. He set the bar extremely high and it was always going to be um, quite difficult to back it up. But, you know, he's still playing well. Let's move on. We're going to speed it up a little bit. Um, H, Baz, give us a give uh, us yeah, a headline. Played, played all games. Uh, really good season. Come of age. Uh, played by uh, a shoulder injury of late. But, um, yeah. Very happy with his season thus far. And particularly, obviously, what's on the scoreboard. Mine is just give me more. <laughs> give me more. Mine is one hand on the Coleman. Oh, yes. Uh, Baz Mitch McGovern. There's a big bet that's going to pay out a lot of money if he gets that <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> There's a big yeah, bet Mitch going. McGovern, 
Yeah, yep, so hit his straps. Injury plague. Um, mine is literally just missing in action. Yeah, I was just going to say... Uh, mm, so I was just going to say, needs a run at it. Uh, Deconing, Baz? Yeah, played 3 of 12. Needs game time. Been okay. Yeah, mine is we need him to go big. Mine is a storm is brewing. Yeah, his last fortnight hasn't been well, ideal. Has to, I, 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 think, I know H going off against West Coast probably didn't help his cause because he had to stay a bit more forward. But I think if you look at De Koning, um, for me, I'm watching him and I'm going, well, it's only a matter of time until there's a real breakout yeah, that's game. Fair. He's so young. So raw. Well, he's very young. Very young and probably needs to obviously develop uh, you know, his body as well a bit more. So, no, plenty of time there. Stocker Baz? Stocker played 7 of 12, shows promise, hopefully midfield soon. Um, good effort from coming off a year where he played uh, or actually you know, didn't do anything last year at all in terms of coming back to Melbourne. Mine is slaughtered by the coach. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll rebuttal that. And I'll... I'll you, I'll rebuttal that big yeah. time because I'm not quite sure that we... I'd, I'd love him to be able to play midfield. I'd love him to be able to play no, midfield no, I, right now. Right now. But I'm not quite sure whether he'd be able to play, you know, midfield against quality opposition. So I don't mind them um, using him down back to ease, him, ease his way into AFL footy. Um, but I don't want him playing midfield either. But I definitely oh, okay. do. I definitely do not want him being dragged as the deepest defender on the most dangerous small forward every week. It's an absolute joke. Uh, in terms of what, where, where have you? I had to watch him play on Liam Ryan last week. I didn't notice Papley in the first half. Yeah, he played on McDonald tipping Woody against Essendon. Like, what is that? Well, it's a baptism of fire, isn't it? It's, you know, learn, learn the hard way, and that's play on the best players. So if that's going to repay him, great. If it's hindering his um, uh, growth, um, that's not great. But, look, sometimes you just got to throw the cat out some pigeons. And, you know, I thought he was I thought he was only really responsible for a couple of goals against Lamb Ryan, to be honest. I, I don't think he's um, playing badly. I don't think he's playing badly. I actually quite like well, Stocker. Well, then, well, but then it's a good thing then that he's playing but, on these types but, of plays, isn't it? Are we not just wasting and, and not being pants? For me, it's just an absolute waste of time, and it's rem- and it's reflective of the fact Carlson don't have a, a lockdown small defender. You've got a bloke. Well, it's supposed to be well, it's supposed to be Lockie Plowman. Well, who's not playing? But even so, like against a team like West Coast, Plowman would have almost gone tall. You know, we replaced Plowman with a tall in Casbold against Sydney. I just think. We don't have that lockdown, small, you know, nuggety defender. And Stocker, you know, is being, you know, swept up into that role. And sometimes Saad does as well, which is also not what we want. It's just, there's a clear yeah, hole. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. I mean, all our defenders are, you know, they want to get off their men. They want to, you know, get plenty of the ball. You know, Newman's not locked down. Williams, uh, you know, one-on-one. None of them are locked down. Saad's not great. Doherty's not great. So, no, all of them, you know, they all want to get off the chain, don't they? They all want to get their lick of the ice cream and get off the chain and create. But um, I guess, you know, the only one real lockdown... Well, the lockdown was supposed to be SPS, wasn't it? Well, 
Yeah. And and when he was down there, he was doing a job. I've told you guys one million times. I can't recall him getting pantsed in the 35-odd games he played down back, right? But now, because we think we've got all these other defenders, he finds himself in the twos when he hardly got a goal kicked against him week in, week out. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fair point, Baz. Um, we'll move, just before we move on, um, my little headline for Stocker is just two words. I'm just going to say, just wait, because I think they're developing him nicely. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to weigh in on that argument because I feel like it's more the fact he's getting game time will help him in the long run. He'll, you know, he'll eventually be given midfield minutes. So I'm just going to say, just wait, because I do think he looks comfortable at the level. But uh, let's move on. Liam Jones, Baz. Uh, Liam Jones played every game. Um, spoils and innocent marks above average and elite. He's actually doubled those career averages to what he's having this season. But still, Liam Jones will always do the Liam Jones things that we all don't like. So, you know, he obviously won't get that out of his game. He is what he is. Um, but like I said, you know, in those two instances, spoils and intercept marks, he's doubled his career averages uh, and into the elite group. So, Yeah. No, mine's just dominates the airwaves. I'm just going to say ever so reliable. Uh, Baz, Sam Doherty. Uh, Sam Doherty. Yeah. Rollercoaster. Played 12 of 12. Silly errors by hand and foot to the eye. Is he in self-preservation mode more than team? Um, numbers through the roof. Absolutely through the roof, his numbers. Elite and above average in every single category. But is he a defender? Because he doesn't defend. No, he's not a defender. Um, yeah, mine is he's worked his way into the season in a new role. I'm just going to say keep him on the wing. Uh, I think he fills he fills a hole, really. I mean, we don't. Can, can I, I just want to bring one player in, right? Because we're talking about Doherty. Can I just say the retirement of Kate Simpson? I I was hoping that you know with Saad and all these Williams and whatever Newman stock and all the rest of that they would you know that they would curtail what he brought to the table. Let me tell you, let me tell you that that back line at times is in absolute disarray and a Kate Simpson in that back line right now probably would stabilise what's been happening in that schmozzle back there. No, there's no doubt. He was playing good footy last year. I think the Simpson, the more I think about it, and Baz, I was speaking to you the other day about it, the more I think about it, the Cade Simpson, um, I'm just going to say it, it was a delisting. I think it is an absolute farce. He... If Cade Simpson was 25 years old, he would have been offered a contract for this year. They got rid of him purely on age. He finished in the top 10 in our BNF. He shut down some of the best small forwards in the competition last year. I would I wouldn't say his season last year was anyone it was any worse than the season prior. He wasn't slowing down. They got rid of him based on age and they botched it. That was I just had to get that off my chest. Oh, that's fine. That, and you know what? I, you know, there, there's an element of truth in everything you just said. And 
he probably made others walk taller and he always was there for you. He was he would back you up one hundred percent. He was a sacrificial player that actually would do everything uh, to help you out in and probably made Doherty's game perhaps look perhaps better than what it actually was. Uh, we're going to skip Jack Carroll because he hasn't. We haven't seen him. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll skip Brody Kemp because, as well, we haven't seen yeah. him and he's no, coming sure. back. Sam Walsh, give us a line, Baz. <laughs> Played twelve of troll. Incredible, outstanding, amazing. Numbers through the roof. Yeah. One knock, if there is a knock, and I don't know if there is a knock on this bloke, but if he found the scoreboard a bit more, he would become like just <laughs> unstoppable. You know, mine is superstar. Right. Yeah. Mine, bit cheesy again. King of the jungle. Oh, come on. He is. <laughs> he is. He King is. A, he is the top. He is the absolute. He's at the top of the mountain. Um, no, yeah. nothing else needs to be said. I think his games actually speak for themselves. Uh, uh, if people, if people want to take the time out and go on to his season average compared to. Uh, career, they'll be just gobsmacked at what this bloke's producing. He's a freak. Absolutely gobsmacked. Eddie Betts, Baz? Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. Busy, smart, team player. Makes things happen. Age, the only problem. No coincidence that he makes, that Harry's having a good season with him around him. It's a great word to describe Betts as busy. I like that because he is. I like that. Um, no, my headline for bets is like fine wine. Yeah. Having a good year. I'm going to be honest here. The Brisbane game, I turned to my daughter when he missed those couple of goals, missed a couple of marks. Yeah. I think he only kicked four behinds of the match or something. Well, I turned around to my daughter and said, I think, I think he's gone. I think he's finished. He probably still is. from, From that game, from that game forwards... Oh, he's probably he's probably been in our best six or eight since I since, I, I, since I knocked him. <laughs> I one hundred percent agree. I was just going to say, what a surprise! I think last year he really struggled in the second half of the year. Started really well, played well against the Bulldogs and Geelong. That Geelong game, he almost single handedly. Oh, 20, 20. I'm saying yeah, last yeah, year yeah. he almost single handedly won us that game. But yeah, he started this year slow, and what a surprise! He's been really, really good. Since and about round seven after the Brisbane game, he's yeah, been really he good. Is, yeah, his last month has been fantastic. Uh, Lockie Plowman, let's move on. Yeah, it's uh, played ten of twelve. Everyone's favourite. Question mark. Uh, <laughs> no, no, ch- no chance this year. Top four BNF lacks the competitive edge and second efforts, but but a needy type in this side. For obvious reasons, lockdown on on a on a small forward. Yeah, no, mine's just frustrating. Mine is. Mm. <laughs> just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave it. I at, like it. I'm I gonna, like it. Mm. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, Jack Martin. Yeah, hard. To, you know, three of twelve. You know, injury plagued this year, and but we need him badly. I think he's a player that we need him badly. Firing. Um, with X Factor, and he's certainly one that you know he tackles. Um, yeah, we need him fine, and this team needs a player like him. You know, mine's best, by the way. Yeah, mine is just exactly what he, we need him to deliver in the second half of the season. He's a, he's a very important player for us, Jack Martin. Yep, I'm going to say one of our biggest barometers and exactly what we need. Um, yep. 
we're gonna skip March Bank because yeah, yeah, I mean, nothing to be said there. Yeah, got a feel for him. Uh, Weeders. Yeah, Weeders played twelve of twelve. Solid as a rock. Spoils and intercepts like Jones have um, have increased this year in the elite category. Look, without him, we would be in all sorts of bother and trouble. Yeah, no, mine is just simply magnificent. He is. He is yeah. just. Br- I've never seen a defender so composed. Oh, oh he is exceptional. Love having him on the li- just love, God, goodness gracious! Can you imagine if we had to go on Shacky instead of him? Jeez. Mine. He better get the jacket this year. That's mine. Just give him the. He's get him in that all Australian suit. No, no, he's already been. The, the tail is already. Gone well, you said out. that all of last I year, know, and I you know. botched it. But, but all. But if all Australian team selections have taught us one thing, it's body of work. He's primed. It will happen. Nick Newman, Vaz. <laughs> uh, Nick Newman, uh, what's he uh, played four of 12. Solid comeback. Holds his own. He's defending the problem. Is the problem uh, that could improve? Yeah, mine's just... Like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm well, he's come s- off that knee and, and a setback off the knee, so... Yeah. You know, and now he's well, he's got the concussions. Mine is he offers more than the eye can see. I just think he um, he does these little things. A lot of one percenters. He is one of the few players on our list who I can safely say I think puts in 150% effort on and off the field. I think he's just one of those guys who is so dedicated and fully committed, and we need more players like him. Um, Zach Fisher. Similar to Newman, only you know, come back from injury, played three of 12. Reasonable comeback. Uh, he's another one I consider as an important player like uh, Martin. Um, perhaps a little bit more midfield time around stoppage. Um, again, like Martin, we want to see plenty in this last 10 Yeah, no, mine's crafty. Mine is oozes class. Just think he oozes class and one of those players that uh, we forget about how good he can be. And on this weekend, or uh, well, the last weekend, we saw little glimpses. Uh, Luke Parks. Yeah, he played 5 of 12. A um, little bit of a surprise this year. He can compete strongly, tackles, close checker, shows promise. He, he has what Plowman doesn't have, a strong competitive edge. I like that. You know, my, mine's just like a, like a fighter. Like, you know, he's a really dogged defender. I'm a Parks fan. Yep. I'm going to say one you one out there who has your back. Uh, Pittenet. Pittenet. Pittenet, to the eye, has been frustrating in terms of, like, doesn't get enough of the ball, doesn't mark, doesn't place himself in good situations on the ground. Um, to put put up a wall. But incredibly, his season averages, compared to his career averages, are well and truly up. Um, and his hit-outs, I think he averages 30 hit-outs a game and 10 to advantage. Quite... When I read all of that, I thought, gee whiz. But I, I think in terms of getting a lot more of the ball and marking and positioning himself... Uh, he needs to lift, but 
when I looked at his averages, I was shaking my head. I couldn't believe them. Yeah, well... I couldn't believe them. Yeah, well, mine is, I've seen enough. Mine is, do something around the ground, man. We need we need this guy to take some marks yeah. on the wings. We, yeah. you know, crew, one of Cruz's... I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. I agree. Him. One of Cruz's biggest assets was that he would take marks on the wing. You know, from kick-ins, we should be going to Pittenet. I mean, I haven't seen Pittenet take a mark from a kick-in all year. He doesn't take marks in the packs. I, I want to see that from him, and we haven't. So, hopefully... Well, he's average in three categories. Total uh, clearances, averaging a bit over four a game, hit outs... 30 a game and hit outs to advantage 10 a game so they're all above average stats but you know disposals kicks handballs marks they're all well below average so that's the area he needs to improve for sure Cunningham Baz oh Cunningham Cunningham well I only played the four games was going okay but no real improvement X-Factor player but no real improvement in what I saw this year and of course now he's gone down with the um, the ACL. So that's really disappointing and frustrating for him and for all concerns. So. Yeah, no, mine's just horrible timing. Yeah, mine is going to be struck down just as he got going because I think he was getting going, put together a really good two to three weeks and then I'd almost, I'd almost say it was the best two to three games we've seen him play and then bang, struck down. Uh, we'll skip Corey Durden. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Charlie Kerno, obviously, uh, hopefully... We see him. I think the club said around 16 or 17 uh, is the aim for Kerno. Huge. Which would be awesome. Uh, Baz, this one's going to be really interesting. Tom Williamson. He played three games. Terrible season thus far. Terrible. Yeah, mine is just as backwards as it gets. Yeah, I'm going to say what a disappointment because he was one of our biggest improvers last year and just really undone the big body of work that he put in. Absolutely. Jack Nunes. Played nine games, just average. No idea what he what he brings anymore. No idea what what advantage is it to play Jack Nunes in this team at the moment. Is there? I mean, I he's another one. I, I you know he's played the nine games, but I'm just not sure about him. Yeah, as in for me, I think it's just a needs thing. We don't have genuine wingers. Mine is like he's like my head. My headline was he literally, you know does what he needs to do. Mine... Yep, yep, that's kind of fair, yep. I'm just going to say, from safe to unsafe, I think he was safely on the list for next year and he's out of contract. I now think his spot is not as safe as it once was. That's that's pretty fair, yep. Uh, Sam Ramsey will skip because we haven't seen, but, you know, we have heard he's going all right in the twos. Sam Philp, uh, obviously disappointing with that injury, but... We'll wait and see what the future holds for him. Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno played every game. Like Doherty, his season averages compared to career averages are, are up a little bit. But, you know, Ed, as much as everybody loves him, um, look, plays the shutdown role pretty well. But we need more out of a midfielder than, than, than that. Um, as, as much as you, you know, he gets a game every week, we I would love to find a midfielder or two much better than Ed. Yeah, oh, look. That's probably harsh. Mine is just... And this isn't like... And I don't want to have a negative connotation on my headline, but mine is just like another Ed Kerno season. 
yeah, I was just going to say reliable as always. I think he's had a reliable year. I th- I think Ed Kerno gets hard done by because there's no one else around him. You know, he he shouldn't be the third in line in our midfield, but he is. But And I think he gets, you know, a bit of flack. He cops a bit of flack for that because we want him to be better. But the reality is if you had another three guys in the midfield who were better than him, we'd probably see him as, you know, such a good player because... He'd be a really good fourth or fifth or sixth best midfielder in the team. He's just, you know, it's a bit annoying that he's our third best. But yeah, that's that's the key, isn't it? Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, Josh Honey. Well, we haven't really seen him. No, we'll, I haven't really seen him. Let's so. let's move on. Jordan Boyd, by the way, he got number thirty-seven. Hopefully, we see him. Uh, Oscar McDonald, Michael Gibbons, Baz played the nine games. For me, he's flatline, very ho hum season. Just average or below. Um, not really liking what I see from Gibbons, to be honest. Yeah, no. My, Gibbons is such a tough case at the moment. Um, mine is just he needs to lift big time. Yeah, mine was needs to kick up the backside. Uh, Levi Casbolt. Levi Casbolt. Played the nine games. Lucky to have played the nine games. Seems to be absolutely done and dusted. Offering very little. Uh, understand the knee was an issue. But, yeah. Um, yeah, look, mine is just close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to use a headline. I'm just going to say uh, Levi's been a great servant of the football club. Um, he's obviously, you know, had whatever he's done for us, but... I think his time is uh, slowly coming to a close. Was that a headline or a eulogy? (laughs) 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 You're the best, Bolt. Adam Saad. (laughs) Adam Adam Saad played all games. Uh, Look, it's it's not that easy coming into a different side, particularly one that seems to lack a bit of structure and system. But uh, look, we could use him better. He's going well. He's a tick for the year. Um, he has lifted his kicks from 10 average to 14 average. So obviously there's a target there to, to give the ball to him. Um, oh, his metres gained are up. He'll get better. He'll get better. I just... We need to use him better. Yeah. Oh, I love Sadi. Um, my headline is... <laughs> you can shove that up your nick hind. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say simply better than Nick Hine, but I'll change it. I'll say he's one of our greatest assets. Um, no, I'm a big Sard fan. Said as Baz. Yeah, I just don't think we use him all that well. No, we don't. We'll he, he, he's time. he's mildly murdered by the coach as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Baz will set a field. Um, was voted most improved last year. I thought he needed to lift this year on, on that. You know, on top of that, uh, not great. Very disappointing. No urgency. Rarely sprints in a game of footy. Just not a hard enough worker. I'm a bit disappointed with him, actually. Yeah, look, I'm going to say Baz got this right. (laughs) I didn't see this decline coming from Setterfield, and he's, yeah, been pretty ordinary. I'm going to say, yeah, once again, similar to Williamson, was one of our most improved last year, and... Quite disappointing. Matt Owies. Uh, shining light. Taking his opportunity. Certainly tackles and puts pressure on. Um, 
gets his fair share of goals. Um, really happy. I think we've sort of... I'm not sure we've actually found one, you know, there going forward. But right now, he's been given the opportunity and he's certainly taken it with both hands. Yeah. I don't know. Mine's just like, you know, like, you know it's like well-earned type of thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. No, that's a good call, mate. Good call. I'm just going to say a hidden gem. I think if he was if he was an 18-year-old who was playing in his first year, we'd be raving about him. I think the fact that he's a rookie and he's done it the hard way probably uh, doesn't get the credit he deserves. Alex Murkov, he got number 45, for those who didn't know. And uh, to end it, Maddie Cottrell. I love ending things on a high. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Well, all I'll say is that he's a poor user of the ball. Wing Playing on the wing actually hurts us. Um thought he initially came in and was showing something and was virtually owning that wing, but now hasn't reached what I thought he would be able to reach. Um, and probably very, very... Well, he's on the verge of getting dropped, I would imagine. All guts, no class. That's a great headline. I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I want, I want to leave it with that because it's true. He's, you know, he's one that absolutely puts his puts his body on the line for the team, and he's one of those guys who would do everything right off the field. He just isn't naturally as gifted as some other players, um, you know, which is unfair, and you know. But, yeah, um, Baz, let's move on. Now, that was, you know, I think it was a really good exercise to do just to go through the playing list, assess where we're at halfway through the year. Now, I want to move into not, this... Not a lot of ticks there, I've got to say. Well, no, it's been a very disappointing season, I guess. And it reflects, it yeah. reflects, you know, it reflects exactly where we are. Now, the next conversation, we have to look at where we're at. And I, I, I've prepared something here, and it's about our development. Because it, it's about our development, and it's about the, the system that we are bringing our kids into, and why I think things are going wrong. So... People are very quick to throw the blame on David Teague. This issue at our football club, in my opinion, bats so far deeper than David Teague. I, I have a belief that the players aren't working hard enough at training and aren't as committed to putting in the hard yards as they could be. You look at the players we've brought into our system into this in this rebuild, um, and the rebuild's done now, but through the rebuild, the players we've brought in, the only ones I would say who we can definitively say have been successful recruits through the draft or players who were within the first year or two of their footballing careers who came to us. I think we can say Fisher. And, well, he lived with Cripps, so, you know, Cripps would instill those high standards into his life and, you know, show him what is required to make it at the level. Sam Walsh, and, well, Walsh is special. He's one of a kind, and he would succeed in any system, let's be honest. Jacob Wiedering. I think Wiedering comes from the same mold as Sam Walsh, you know, a number one draft pick. You look at the guy when we drafted him, he just has that strong mentality to work hard. That's, you know, he's gifted. And H, well, H was made to work hard to get a game. He was forced to pull up his sleeves and now we're seeing how good he can be because he's, you know, he wasn't given a game originally. And I feel like he also has that within him. That's, he comes from that same mold as a Walsh or a Wiedering where you can just see within him how much he wants to get better. But, and I'd, and I'd love to hear your, your opinions on this, but I think if you look at the rest of the players that we've brought into our system, 
they all just haven't improved a whole heap. I mean, you look at these high draft picks, SPS, Dow, O'Brien, Kennedy, Cunningham, Philp, Setterfield, etc., etc. I can name even more. It's not possible. It's not possible that we just botched draft picks of that magnitude. I'm not saying any of those guys that I've just listed are failures at all yet, but they certainly aren't coming good quick enough. And this bats far deeper than just botching draft picks and not bringing in the right players. I think our system and the mentality of our playing group is failing the players we're bringing into our system. I think we have I think we have players on our list who are simply getting away with not working as hard as they possibly could. And I don't think we have a good culture when it comes to working hard and putting in the hard yards. Have a look at West Coast. You have a look at Richmond and Geelong and these teams who've stayed around the top for so long, they breed youngsters. And it's not by accident. I wouldn't even say it's because they've got better recruiters than we do. I just think it's because their system and the culture that they bring their players into is just so much more... It's it's what you need. I mean, their youngsters come in and they know straight away they're going to be found out and dished off if they don't work as hard as the rest of the playing group. I, I feel this is our biggest issue. It's the culture and the mentality of putting in the hard yards. And I just don't think we're working as hard as we possibly could. Now, is this David Teague's fault? Maybe he shares an element of responsibility, but it bats far deeper than just Teague. No, look, I think you've touched on quite a few things there. Um, and I'd agree with, with most, to be honest with you. Um, I think if you look at the the players that we highly dra- drafted and, and probably played straight away under Bolton, their first and second years, they're actually, you know, if you looked at their numbers compared to what's happened in the last couple of years, their, their numbers are probably, you know, when they initially came into the side, pretty good. Yeah, I agree. That, was that much more of their, just their natural talent showing through? And then when you stay in a, a smelly system, you naturally become, you go the other way? Oh, and you actually oh. and you actually decrease your output. So I think so. I think, I think what you're saying in terms of system is it has a hell of a lot of validity. Um, because I actually think that these players, where they were selected, whether they'll pick three or five or seven or ten or fifteen, they all would have gone to another team, very not long afterwards. Anyway, you know, if Dow wasn't picked up at three, he would have gone at six or seven or. Yeah. Petrisky seat at five, he might have gone on eight, or O'Brien at ten, he would might have gone on eighteen, or whatever, whatever the whatever the case may be. These players we're talking about, they all would have got selected as probably first round draft picks. Now we don't have a crystal ball; we can't go back. We can't say, you know, had they gone to Geelong, Richmond, West Coast, wherever they would have gone, would they have been better? But I think you're right. I think under the, their system. They probably would be better players. They, well, they obviously wouldn't have been played immediately because, you know, they would have had the luxury to have two or three seasons um, at a reserve level or at Waffle or Sandville or wherever they play interstate and, you know, built their bodies, gained a bit of confidence, learnt a certain way to play or a couple of ways to play. So when they're ready to come into that into those sort of sides, they know what's required. So... I, I agree. I, 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 you know, have we erred playing these players immediately? Um, I know it was through a lot of necessity and they wanted to fast-track them to 50 games, 
But the, the, all those players I think we're talking about have all got to a certain level and then just tipped off the edge a little bit and gone the other way. Now, look, Petrescu season's the only one that's really played a hell of a lot of footy. Yeah. Well, he's played a hell of a lot. He's played into the 80s, maybe 90 games of football. So that one there is a bit of a head-scratcher I just as think, to where I, he's gone now. I just think you look at other clubs... Um, and you're right, these players, like, if we didn't take them, someone else would have. But that, that's that's what I'm saying. I think the magnitude, the amount of players that we've brought into our system, people forget we went through this rebuild and we flipped our list over. We went straight to the draft. We didn't bother going to the trade table. No, we didn't. We, we went purely to the draft. And I think if you're going to do that, you have to make sure that the system you're bringing your players into and the standards that are being set are at an absolute premium level. And I just don't think they were. And I think that the only players who have come into the system at Carlton and succeeded are those who, let's be honest, would have just done it at any other club as well. They're just, you know... They've off their own bat virtually. Exactly, you? correct. What do you reckon, Bolt? Well, no, it's a good conversation. I think... You know, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before. If you look at the last 15 years, even, the only, you know, Carlton All-Australians, you know, because they're like the benchmark in the competition, have either been number one draft picks or they've come from other clubs. Exactly. And I think, so Harry Mackay is probably the only one that's probably going to break this trend of, you know, like a self-made, you know, player under this Carlton system from day one. Do you get what I mean? It's... You know, we, we don't build superstars at Carlson. We either get them gifted to us through finishing bottom or we have to go and look for them elsewhere. Yeah, so I guess if you're attributing this conversation to the blame game, I think, you know, there's a certain element probably over, oh, I think, probably five areas. Coach and coaches, you know, selection criteria, integrity, it's been poor. Uh, game plan, you know, with the scores against and the five-goal turnarounds and red time goals it's been poor um strange positional moves of late um you know they've got a fair bit to answer for uh, leaders players on field they've got you know there's certainly areas that they can improve in uh, development you've already touched on yeah, um, there's issues everywhere they're, they're... yeah and uh, i recruitment, think recruitment recruitment you know i just want to touch on recruitment Six years into a rebuild, and we can safely say that we have not built a midfield. Absolutely not. The only player six years into it, Baz. The as and we spoke about this the other day. The only player that we have brought into our team since the rebuild that is an established best twenty-two player is Sam Walsh. He is. That's one. Cripps was there before. Yeah. Kerno was there before. Yes. Walsh is the only one. And that is a scary, scary stat because we went to the draft and pretty much used most of our first round picks after 2015, the McKay, uh, sorry, the Weedering McKay Kerno draft. After that year, we used all of our early picks on midfielders Petrovsky, Seedon, O'Brien, Dow, Kemp, Philp, uh, Carroll, he wasn't an early Stocker. pick, but Stocker, they're all midfielders. And yep. we've nailed one? I mean, you can't tell me that it's because we've just botched every pick and these are guys who would have failed in every other system. That's rubbish. Yeah. 
That's now, rubbish. People pick this argument apart in you know, listening and, and all power to you because you, you, I'm sure people will be saying, oh, but we played Cedarfield off a wing and we, Dow was playing the forward line. Well, that's our own fault. But the thing is there, the thing is there, that I'm not placing any confidence whatsoever in all those players who have been played elsewhere. If they know that at the moment they can't be played midfield and they won't get their 25 to 30 touches... So there's a reason there. They haven't developed at the rate that we thought that they would, or it's our problem for not developing at the rate we wanted them to. So, or they're just I not can, good players. Or, or that too. Or well, that too. The, or that too. Okay. That that could then, be. Then that, you know, that, I'm hoping that that's not the case, because if if that is the case, and they go off into the distant sunset, well, what a botch this rebuild's been in terms 100%. of trying to find midfielders into our side. It would be terrible. But, but I think this year, when I look taking isolation, who finds the ball? Who actually finds the ball on our side? It's Walsh, Cripps and Ed, right? They're the only ones that have hit 30 possessions in a game you know, several times. Other than that, can you believe this? That only on one occasion, these three players have hit 25 possessions playing midfield. That was Gibbons once this year, 25. Cunningham once, 25. And the other one was Fogarty, once 25. That's it. The other three that hit 30 possessions or more are the other three that I mentioned in the midfield. It's so crazy. And then, and then the only other players that find the, find the ball 20 times or more are our four backmen. Doherty, Williams, Saad, Newman. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. And this is what I'm saying. Bolt, you may be right. They may just not be very good players, but... I don't think it's possible that all that whole group of draft picks we brought in to the club. I don't think it's possible that all of them just aren't very good players. What did we go and bring in eight to ten first round draft picks, and they're all just not very good? It's the system they've been brought into this system, which is but just. But that's a little bit of a cop out to the players, though. Do you get what I mean? No, I agree. Well, but hang, but hang on, the players coming in. Uh, why is it? I, I think draft. Uh, yeah, I just think because we haven't nailed late draft picks either. No, I know. Like, it's re- like we're not nailing it's, any draft it's a picks. Systematic issue from uh, the top of this chain to the bottom. If we were nailing rookie picks and late picks, I would say you know what? There probably is an issue with you know the players. We've botched those picks. It's the fact we haven't nailed anyone really. That these young players, and this is going to sound really harsh. We just haven't. We haven't nailed enough of these young you know, draft picks that we've brought in, which tells me that the issue bats far deeper and it's actually the environment we're bringing them into. There's not a high enough standard that's being set and that probably comes down to leadership by the players, comes down to the football department. I, I just I just think... Development. Yeah, development. Development. And I think COVID definitely hurt us. Things. I, think, I think culture and, yeah, culture... Who's driving the standards? Well, that's I mean, it. That's it, Baz. I, mean, I, I think, I think um, you know, I think you've, you've touched on quite a few elements of, you know, why these players haven't developed. And like I said, I think, you know, initially, you know, their first couple of seasons, maybe they, their own natural talent was ca- taking them through a lot of what was happening on the ground. But since then, you know, it's there's lots of areas that we're failing in. And, you know... It, I guess the other area is, you know, have we played injured players along the way this year? Um, why do we cop so many, you know, red time goals? Why do we drop off in last quarters and late in games? 
uh, you know, is it the fabric of the of the personnel that we have that they can't roll their sleeves up and dig in for the fight? Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that there mental is it the lack of mental um, aptitude that you know that they can actually, you know, go through that that pain barrier. And take it up to teams. I think you've absolutely nailed it there, Baz. I, I think it's it's. I don't think this is sheer football ability. It's it. That's so f- much further oh, deeper. And I agree with that. But hang on. If you look right, if you look at our list right now, I think our best and most reliable players, none of them we've drafted in the last six years, apart from as we mentioned Walsh, Weidering, Mackay. I think Fish is another one. I mean, we touched on him. We live with Krupa. Anyway, I think, I think if and you know, I'll tell you right now, that is why we aren't where we want to be. That's the issue. It's the fact that these draft picks haven't come along. They haven't kicked on. We've seen no natural progression. When you invest so heavily into the draft, it gets to a point in time where you have to see natural progression to actually achieve something. You can't expect to go through a rebuild and do that through the draft not nail your draft picks and then still succeed. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And I think the fact that, you know, we haven't seen success from these young draft picks is the significant reason why we are where we are today. Well, Bolt, didn't we at the start of the year and, and, and Jed, didn't we identify that we needed, um, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20% improvement on about nine players, all yeah. the ones that you're mentioning, and a few others, you know. And I know there's been some injury to some of them. Some of them just poor form. Some have just flatlined a little bit. But that's that's a significant part of a, of a team improving. And we just haven't got that out of those players and, and a few others throughout the season. And, you know, where we, want, we wanted them all to, you know, start the season and, and you know, hit the ground running... Well, it just hasn't happened. No, I know. There's just... Uh... Well, I'd like your thoughts, Bolt, because you think there's there's more blame elsewhere. Is that what I'm feeling? Well, in like, past development and recruiting. I, I, look, I, I, don't, I, I can't back up the recruiting. The recruiting has been nothing but abysmal, you know, for a very long time, not even for this specific list. But I just think... Uh, you know what my issue is? My issue is when a player walks into when a young player walks into Carlson, as harsh as this is, the reality is I deem them bad until proven good. And that's just the way it goes. And unfortunately for Carlton's sake, that mantra has been proven right more often than not. It's such a grind, you know, we don't see players get steadily better. Do you get what I mean? Can I? Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do understand what you're saying there. The, that incremental improvement from week to week, year to year. That's why I looked at all the career averages before, and there's very few that have lifted their career averages up. That's exactly why I went through it with myself when I was looking at. It. I thought, geez, where is the improvement? Like, where is it? And can across, I? I'll, I'll tell you. There's a there's a theme, a common theme across the board. One particular part of a statistic, career averages in tackles, career averages tackles on every player on our list compared to season average tackles, I would say that there's close to 90, 95% are down 
from career average tackles to season average tackles this season. I yeah, and that's a fair that's a good point you bring up, Baz. And I think this this what I'm about to, I, I, what I'm about to say. I think this goes back to the way that we did the rebuild. Now, when we brought in all these young players, we also brought in a mass amount of recycled players, and right? we never got younger as a list. No. So we brought in your Jason Tuts, your Sam Carriages, Mark Wiley, Liam Ooh, Sumner, yeah. right? <laughs> Those are the players that we brought in for these youngsters to learn from. And that is where we went wrong. They oh, come in- You brought up a very, very good point that I was actually going to bring up. And we are a very um, reactive and not proactive club. So when you look at the Brisbane Lions and what they did, they brought in, they went and seeked out um, Hodge, not just for his football uh, acumen, also what his mind sort of brought to the table, what he could speak to players about on and off the field. He could direct his charges on field. He had quality leadership about him. Four premierships as a captain, um, just a quality, quality player. And what they would have learnt off him, off field, is invaluable, mate. And then not only they don't sit on their laurels there. I mean, he leaves and they go and get Birchall. So, you know... They've got a general. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two players that they bring into their side with oodles and oodles of premiership experience. All the players that we have brought into our side from other clubs, I venture to say... None have won a premiership elsewhere. We don't have a premiership winner on our team. In our team. Is there one player on our list who has won a flag? The answer is no. The closest we've come to is Zach Williams, who played in a grand final. And Betts. And Eddie Betts. Sorry, and Eddie. I keep forgetting. Yeah, Eddie as well. But, um, Baz, you've absolutely nailed it there. Because you look at Brisbane. And I'm not saying that that's the be-all and end-all. But, gee whiz, we could have learnt from Brisbane... And could have gone and seeked out someone, um, you know, with premiership experience As in, coming we'll, out of there. Because us and Brisbane were the two bottom teams in 2015. Well, it was- let's be honest. The reality is you're going to bring in these players, right? We chose to bring in, as I mentioned, your carriages, La- uh, Lamb, Tut, whoever they were. They were only going to be there for a few years anyway. Stop so, gap. So why would we bring them in? Why would you not go and get, as you mentioned, Baz your Hodges and your Birchals to actually come in, if they're going to be there for two, three years anyway, well then bring in these guys who can actually teach the youngsters. I mean, I, I just think you've absolutely nailed it there. You you really have. I mean, you bring in players. I, I think I think you look... I mean, I've listened to Brandon Ellis speak a lot and he went over to the Gold Coast and he's really um in trying to bring over that same culture that Richmond had of just yep. working your ass off and working hard. We need to bring players like that into Carlton. We well, need... Go on, mention it. Well, I, I've got one in mind. Well, go on, mention it. Why not? And my one in mind is Camden McIntosh, and I'll tell you why. Now, you're going to look at me and say, well, he's not the best player. You're right. He's not a very good player, but he's someone who just works his ass off, and that is the reason he's won premierships. He's a premiership winner. We'd get him pretty cheap. I think he's a free agent or nearly a free agent. 
you don't need to bring in players who are going to set the house on fire. Yeah, I, but, I don't even think but, you need to bring in players who are necessarily going to play. You need to bring in players who can display some off-field leadership. Show the youngsters what is required at training. Tell them what is required to actually win flags. If you're a youngster coming into the Carlton system, with all due respect to everyone on our list, no one's won anything. We have a no-winning culture. And, you know, to drive standards, you know, you need to be driven from the best. And the best, you know, are obviously ones who have, you know, gotten to the holy grail and got their hands on it. And, um, you know, they can teach you what works and what doesn't work and where you need to work harder at and what you need to, you know, to become, you know, a quality side that, that has chemistry. Um, you know, I'm sure we, they could have learned from a few players that, you know, we, we mentioned. And unfortunately... You know, we haven't gone down that path, and you know, will we go down that path? I'm not quite sure, but there certainly would have been, you know, a player or two at the end of the year that, you know, in the last three or four seasons that we may have been able to get. And like you said, not necessarily to be playing every single week, but to have them around the club, at the club. Um, gee whiz, you know, even in assistant assistant coaches level, perhaps could have done, you know. Could have done with that as well. Um, you know, we didn't. I think, you know, there's a few that come to mind, but at the end of the day, we're a very reactive club, not a proactive club. So no, you know, well, they've, yeah. got their, they've got their they've got their backyard off field. You know, yep, they've got you know, they've wiped out debt, and we look good for the next 10, 15, 20 years, and that's all fantastic. But. Yeah, we've become a business club and not a football club. Yeah, well, it's they, 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 look, they are atrociously run in terms of the footy department setup. But in terms of just quickly on that Cams and McIntosh comparison, do we not think that that's just a contradiction of where we're at though? Bringing someone like that in, if you if you don't think he's a great footballer and he's a product of a good system, and then he's going to come into this Carlton team and he's gonna, oh, and he's going to no, drown. Oh, I, I don't. I don't even think. I don't. Sorry, I, I don't think. I'm not saying even now is the right time. I'm saying he's the type of guy we should have brought in at the beginning instead of bringing in, you know, those players that we've listed. And as I said, I, just bring in winners who actually yeah. work hard. No, I, get, I get it. Like, I don't, I don't want yeah, us... I, I get it too. I understand it too. Look, I'm not... I don't know. I don't know who we're talking about here, but I certainly know that, you know, a Hodge and a Birchall... Gee whiz, you know... We just don't think outside the square. No, we Even don't. Our coaches are not creative and enough. And you know, we've talked at nauseam about you know taking in two ruckmen, and sometimes we took in Levi as well. And just you know, when you look at what's going on around you, and we know for a fact that our midfield is not high quality. Well, why wouldn't you just take in the one ruckman and pinch hit with a with, a, with an anybody? who becomes that extra midfielder. So, I mean, we think outside the square, whether it would work or not, I don't know. But gee whiz, why couldn't we just try a few things that... We've got a very stubborn coaching box. Well, we have. We have, mate. And how much... I mean, you're asking the question, who's who's to blame? And, you know, I think assistants are going to roll, personally. Um at the end of the year, I don't know exactly who, but I've got a feeling they well, will roll. And they will well, Baz, certainly we've seen the biggest up. the biggest dominoes fallen. John Barker's resigned. Um, yeah. Before we let you go, what do you think is going to happen? Because we've now we've unravelled a can of worms. We've you know dissected everything. 
what happens now, mate? What 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 is the course? What's the plan of attack from here? Well, the plan of attack from here would be, you know, if the coach takes the bull by the horns for ten weeks and lays down the gauntlet and really, you know, eyeballs them all, whether it's in a group situation, whether it's individually, something's got to give. Something has to give on field in the last ten weeks for him to probably. Hold his, hold his position. Otherwise, you know, what have we got? Ten rounds to go. I think probably six or seven wins is a pass mark. You know, if he if he gets three wins or something, we finish with seven. Well, he's in he's in he's in huge trouble. The coach, huge, huge, absolutely huge trouble. I mean, they're not going to cop that. They will not cop that. So, um, and a lot of what we've spoken about today has attributed to him. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's got a few things wrong. And he needs to look at He needs to look in the mirror and go back and see where he's gone wrong week by week. And by his own admission, he's only had thirty-nine or forty games of you know at the helm. So he's he continues to he continues to learn. But is that where we're at? No. Do we, we need a coach that is learning, or do we need a coach that takes the bull by the horns and says, "Listen here, it's my way or the fucking highway." We need a coach that's winning. There's just no two ways about it anymore. I'm well, no. sick. I'm sick of, you know, this whole. I I feel like David T plays the naivety card sometimes. Do you not? He's, he's well, the, I, I think we're driven. I think at times we're driven from the inmates. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. Sometimes we're driven from the inmates, mate, who are making certain rumblings and. Whatever you know, I don't. I don't like a club who's run by the players. No, well, I that agree with that. Work. I agree with that. But so I, if I f- we need, if we need at the end of this year a a Ross Lyon type to rein players in, well, I'm all for it. If this bloke's lost his way, and I'm not saying he's lost the players, but if he's lost the ability to rein players in on and off the field and get him and get them, you know, totally committed, well, then we've got the wrong, wrong bloke at the helm. I think the footy manager is in a world of pain. Yeah. Lloyd. We, I think he's mm. oh, he's in all sorts of bother and trouble, I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, look, for me, assistants have to go. Assistants have to go. Yeah, I, and I think they will. I think they will. I, I think I think we need to bring in leaders in the coaching box who don't take crap, who just say, Absolutely. it's Absolutely. as simple as this. If you're not going to put in the hard yards, don't bother turning up. And that is, let's be That's honest. That's as simple as ABC, my friend. And, That's and, as simple as ABC. And you look, they've brought in Worsfold. Now, he's done a lot in his career and I've got respect for him, but was he not the coach at West Coast when they had that drug culture where he was of the opinion where... You know, if if you you know, he didn't really care what they were doing off the field. He was just sort of you know happy and you know saying, well, if they're winning, you know, he doesn't really care as long as they perform. Well, that's that's not really what we need. We need someone who's going to say, if you're not pulling your your socks up and you're not, you know, pulling your sleeves up, then don't bother turning up. Yeah. Look, I, I think if if T hangs on, he needs. He needs someone as a senior assistant by his side who reins him in and gives him a little bit of confidence. 
Um, because <laughs> I'd imagine at the moment his confidence is shot. If we go down that path of, you know, a senior coach like a Ross Lyon type, well, that type probably won't need a senior assistant. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens there in terms of assistance and who he gets. He certainly wouldn't be going with this group. Um, but the coaching panel is completely under the pump. Completely under the pump. The footy manager, you know, Lloyd is another one who I think will be in all sorts of uh, trouble. Uh, when you're talking about Russell and high performance coaching, I look, he, he might have to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that way inclined to to know too much about his side of things. Development. I think Luke Power hangs on. I think the coach of the reserves is okay. So that side of things, whether they need another um, development coach in there, I, again, I don't know. But, you know, I think that's another area that they could certainly generate a lot more uh, funds to. Um, too. But what's actually going to happen? I think 10 weeks, massive 10 weeks for massive. quite a few people at our footy club. Massive. Baz, Thank you so much for joining no worries, us. Boys. It's Thank been you. that was good. Yeah. It's been an absolute Get a pleasure, as it always is. Now, yeah. I hope football returns to Victoria soon because love a, love to grab a beer before the game. But um, It'd be lovely. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and it's been a, uh, yeah, we have to get some things off our chest and uh, document this, so we appreciate it. And see how we go this weekend. Yes, let's see how we go. Yeah, big test again, mate. Big test, 10 weeks. I'll tell you, I'm just going to leave you on one thing. I would love in the last 10 weeks, because I don't think we've had this this year, just in the last 10 weeks, I would love people who know me very well. If we can get a win in the last 10 weeks that has soul, purpose, grunt, something that we're proud of, and I mean genuinely proud of. It doesn't have to be the opposition. It just has to be a win where you and I and the, and the listeners sit back in their chair or at the ground, know that that was a win of the ages. That was a powerful win. That is a, a proud win for our footy club. I would love to see that. Yeah. Because I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, you're right. No, you've hit you've hit the nail on the head because I think we need it. I think we need one. We desperately need one. This this whole everybody needs it, but I've yet to see it, and I think you'll know it when you see it. Um, it's not just a win. I'm not talking about a win. I'm talking about a fair income win, and I think you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's one. You'll know the win. You will know the win when it comes. Yep. No, you're one hundred percent. And we haven't had one for a while. No, mate, no, no. We've had, well, this year they've been dead set for any quasi wins, to be honest. They've been absolutely, you know, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. No, I, Baz, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Baz, we appreciate you coming on and we'll speak soon. Good on you, boys. Thank Cheers, you mate. very much. Cheers, Baz. Thank you. Well, Bolt, that was a very interesting chat, that wasn't was, it? That was, that was good. We needed that. We needed it. We, we, we all got things off our chest. Um, we needed to do that. Yeah. Quickly, we've got a big game this week. Giants. We'll be heading up for the game. Heading back to Sydney. Yes, people it's in Sydney. It's my second home at the moment. People in Sydney, <laughs> shoot us a, a DM, let us know where we can see you. 
Um, Heading out to Western Sydney. Can we win? We can, but who knows? Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Gee, I'm not Kidding. even. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to previewing it and going through the team changes. We'll leave that all to talk about next week. But um, Bolt, we needed to do that. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back for our review of the Giants game. Hopefully, after a win. We'll see you in the Sydney. Harbour City. Another week of the Blues Footy Podcast in the books.